At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer Lockdown. My name is Eric. Eric, I'm Mark. That, that's Mark. Yep, thank you yep. for joining us. Also joining us today, someone who has been on multiple times before, Ooh, who has yes. people have been asking. They're, they're uh, fanging for they're him. They're fanging for him. Oh, <laughs> they have just a little taste of him and then they just desperately want more. Uh, so without further ado, uh, welcome Colin. Hi, guys. I've I returned you? back. I exist <laughs> from from the abyss. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, like I uh, I last appeared on episode seventy three, uh, which was like June uh, two thousand nineteen. No, I couldn't have been thirty three. That's too much. Seventy three no. with bonus episode ten. Bonus episode ten. Oh, episode seventy three. I which see what you're saying. Like a hundred and seven or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's, been a while. It's been a minute. We've missed you. Yeah. I, I miss you guys too. I I know it's been a long time. And to the listeners, I have heard you. I know my presence has been missed. <laughs> I know that I am the most asked for, requested guest host on Lorehammer. And when well, you ask, well, hold on, we will hold on. <laughs> yeah. No one has paid us two hundred and seventy dollars to have you back on. So five hundred, five hundred. Well, cut out the middleman oh. and pay me. I, I will return. Oh, so you're saying you've received money from Lorehammer listeners? I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know your value. That's good. Yeah. Now look, I've I've only been on eight episodes, and you know why that's important. <laughs> oh god because go. quality over quantity no it's it's because when you combine the episode numbers 73 67 <laughs> 61 54 42 35 27 and 23 you get uh -huh. 382 now 382 <laughs> is a compilation of the energies and values the numbers three eight and two three how many hosts launched lore hammer eight how many episodes i have been on two how Ooh, many audio open stories when I was last on. Now, the one thing about this is that the Adeptus Sororitas, that was the next episode that came out. They are angelic <laughs> warriors of the Imperium. Angels also uh -huh. have a number of When you look up the word faith in the angelic sequence for the Sororitas, guess what number you get? <laughs> what number, Colin? That's right. <laughs> oh, it begins, gentlemen, because you know what's about to happen. You take three, eight, two, deconstruct oh, no. them, put them back together, Add them up. What do you get? 13. Oh, man. Lucky 13. The number of death in the tarot. Triscotelodophobia. The fear of the unlucky 13. And 13 Black Crusades is how many it took for Abaddon to break Cadia. 13 goats. 13 warriors. 13 reasons why. District 13. Apollo 13. Oh, the possibilities are endless. But don't be scared. Why? Because how many short stories and audio dramas have we released on coldopenstories.com? 13. What a coincidence. <laughs> the universe uh -huh. is trying to tell us something because on February 13th, the day that Warhammer Community released its voice acting casting video with no coincidence that we broke the story, the number 13 
So I am going to be here for hopefully more than 13 minutes. And how many people are watching <laughs> us live on Instagram right now? 13. <laughs> hey, hey, Colin. Yeah. Someone just said that's what my schizophrenic co- schizophrenic cousin sounds mm-hmm. like. It's true. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> it. It's too bad the numbers all break down when you said three hosts. It's actually 3.5 that started the podcast. <laughs> So it all your numbers actually no Colin yeah your math was slightly off Ugh. unless you round down in which case you're back on track well if I round up to the number four four has a, a oh, lot no. of significance in Chinese mythology my God <laughs> so um I don't know where to go from there Colin well <laughs> you I do you seem to be a madman. I know where to go from there. Uh, you mentioned multiple times in that madman spiel <laughs> that you had. Uh, you talked about us. You talked about Lorehammer. You talked about Sisters of Battle. But you also talked about cold open stories. And if ever there was a reason that you had not been on our podcast recently, it's because your hobby time is being given to something else recently. Yeah, like I, I chose my love of something else over you, and I am sorry, and I'm here to try to make amends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what? Apology accepted. <laughs> it was thank- never needed in the first place for me. <laughs> oh, no, thank you, guys. And, and, and admittedly, thank you for having me on. It has been a very, very long time. Um, I like to think that that time has been well spent, though, trying to, like yourselves, build up the Warhammer community. We've, t- I, I would say... Carved out different niches. I love what you guys have been doing with the uh, uh, the the program where you've got you're building up your whole army with names of the listeners. Um, the <laughs> painting contest. Uh, this, is, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, a wild half a year here for Lorehammer, but uh, but it's also been pretty crazy for Cold Open Stories. Um, ooh, I don't yeah. know how many of our listeners are aware of what Cold Open Stories is. I'm sure all of them have listened to the episode where we've uh, we've listened to a couple, but um, even they, they might have thought, you know, you were done or you ended, but no, you're still going pretty strong on that. And you've even uh, opened something up pretty recently. So why don't you give us a rundown of, you know, A, what Cold Open Stories is doing and then what's opened up recently. Sure. So Cold Open Stories is a love letter to short fiction. The idea that you can be quickly thrown into new worlds and reflect on like the culture or get to know some characters quickly. And it has uh, started off uh, predominantly as audio dramas uh, set in uh, the 40k universe. And what we've done is we've also gone on to expand this to short fiction anthologies, which are a combination of people submitting these longer stories. Uh, we actually have a Black Library author who submitted as well to help us with the, the kickstarting of the event. That's so um, I saw that, and that is so crazy. It's, it's amazing, and it's great fun. And so with those, we have uh, short fiction, usually 2,000 to 8,000 words, but we've also now launched a um, short fiction contest. It's uh, called Fast Fiction. It's 1,000 words. There is one winner. And um, it's already the entries coming in. There's there's some good comedy in there as well. Some romance in 40K. Ooh. A lot of grimdark uh, uh, violence. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff to pull from. So whether someone's looking for listening to an audio drama, which we, we really hold it to a high standard for quality. We've also got the short stories, 2,000 to 8,000 words. You can kind of digest them in 15 to 35 minutes. And then we've got the fast fiction contest uh, that we're now running each month. Nice. Very, very cool stuff. The The keyword you said in there was quality. Like we get a lot of listener lores and most of them are like, they're just, they're just like me, just writing stories, you it's, know? It's fun fanfic. Yeah, but yeah. like when you actually listen to cold open stories, yeah, it's like a professional production. Like yeah. when you read any of this stuff, it's all extremely well done. So do you have to, do you find you get a lot of like, do you have to do a lot of weeding out or like? Um, there, well, it comes down to numbers because you're going to, you're going to get everyone on the spectrum from someone who's just starting out. Maybe they, for the audio dramas specifically, maybe they have a lot of raw talent, but they don't have good equipment 
so we've actually put together some um, some guides on how to pick a microphone and stuff like that. We also get some okay. people who, uh, you know, maybe they're just building up and and they're they're models, and they said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance on this. We actually have a lot of people who are fans of 40k, and maybe they're actors in their own community. We've had a lot out of the UK who've started to audition, and they're yeah. actors in London and uh, Nottingham. And uh, we've also got uh, for the short stories, we get them from all over the world, uh, different you know uh, skill levels. But the the point is, we're trying to make it accessible. We're trying to create these materials that are uh, you know fan driven, that explore different parts of the 40k universe you wouldn't normally see. So we've got sure. things you know just grew on a tanker, and then we've also got a story of a chef who falls to Slanesh. So there's a lot of <laughs> unique things you can play with uh, based on our editorial mandate of exploring smaller, more character-driven and unique uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. It's it's not like every story is just like, and then the Space Marines charged into battle. Like, your, your very first uh, audio drama that you did was just such a unique perspective that even though I've been in the hobby for almost 20 years, I've never thought of that before. I never heard anything like that. Yeah, well, that was the that's, satellite that's, of 66B, right? Yeah. 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 The, um, the audio dramas that we have out uh, right now. So, yeah, we've got Satellite of uh, 66B, which was a proof of concept. It's about an Imperial Navy echographer who listens for you know dangers before they arrive near the planet. Um, we've also got uh, March for Mars, which is our night story, Fighting Tyranids. Uh, when all lights have gone out, which Mark, you and I have not had the chance to talk about this on air, uh, about your thoughts about about lights, about our sister's story. Uh, that one did go on to get nominated for two Audioverse awards awards last year. They kind of bent the rules to allow uh, fan fiction of a franchise. And having spoken with Games Workshop Legal to make sure everything was above board, and they were cool with it, so that That's was great awesome. for us. Um, a Cog in Crimson is the most recent one. That's our Adeptus Mechanicus story. It involves a pirate who finds himself in the thrall of Hieronymia Bosch, a uh, uh, magician who is looking to jump across the Cicatrix Maledictum. And then we've got our Gene Stealer story, which we just finished casting for. Over 400 auditions, which blew my mind. Um, <laughs> and then we've got our uh, Eldar and Necron story, which is in its casting call right now. Uh, so I submitted, um, a, uh, audition for the, uh, gene stealer, but I never, I never got your acceptance email. So I, <laughs> it, it might've just got stuck. He probably just wanted to personally deliver you the good news. Yeah, it probably so just I think got, now is probably the good time. You. So, I mean, sorry there, Eric. I, we, you know... <laughs> And flipper, it's too high. There's a virus. I mean, we just I, we had to go with the second best. I'm so sorry. Huh. You know uh, what? It's all right. There's better stuff out there for me. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a Necron one that you're working on right now. Um, I was actually sitting in front of my computer the other day, checking out the lines and building a character out of it. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, G- it's, give us it, your voice. It, no, it's it's a it's a work in progress right oh. now. So plus, you don't want anyone to steal your secret. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. don't don't. Uh, you know, don't don't act surprised when uh, I show up at your house with some uh, audition tapes, Colin. <laughs> I, will, I will happily put them where I put the others in the garage. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's a but, very nice place. But the nice, the coolest thing about this whole thing is that um, I didn't audition because I knew you, right? Like I. <laughs> Yeah, you know that the Mark and I don't have special access to the project that you're doing because you've been on the podcast. This project is open up to anyone and everyone who has access to your website, which is everyone except probably Uganda. <laughs> well, except I was thinking more like that. I was more thinking like <laughs> monitored states, like maybe some parts in Russia <laughs> and China oh. <laughs> where access ah. is blocked. Yeah. But it's it's cool to know that anyone out there is more than welcome to audition out for cold open stories. And that's one of the coolest things about the project you're doing. Yeah, no, it's, it's been an incredible experience to be able to, uh, to bring people together from all around the world. We've, that's, that's my niece who wants to audition as well. Um, Does she want to be it, it's been a, she's sorry, Colin, go ahead. <laughs> well, so it's uh, from people all around the world. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, it is 
as we all work from home now in this period, it's been interesting. But yeah, it's yeah. Um, people from all around the world. We had Japan, Spain, the UK. It's it's been fantastic. Uh, getting a lot of great uh, attention on the audio dramas, and I think the the most important thing is we've been able to keep up the quality. That we're, you know, so one of the comments has been we're giving Black Library a run for their money, and I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, it's. That's an interesting comment. Yeah. I don't know the validity of it, but it's very, very cool. And I'm I'm more than happy to even say like I, I sent in my audition. I think it's just awesome to be able to say that alone. So you have to keep doing that and keep it open to people. And And I think that's one of the coolest aspects of what you're doing. Well, thank you. And I mean, it was kind of a natural fit that with, with the audio dramas, we're exploring these these unique characters that we want to then move into, you know, short fiction and allow people to, to write up their own characters. It is different than, you know, what you guys have done with listener lore in that you're, you're reading the stories, you're, you're narrating them. And, and I've always enjoyed listening to them as well. Um, we're not doing that. We're just trying to put pen to paper. Hmm. Very cool. The, now you did a, uh, a contest a little while ago, didn't you? Um, well, for one of the short stories, um, we had yeah. one of the, uh, yeah, one of the, uh, stories that was submitted was getting a audio drama adaptation. So can you share um, what the story was or is that still unknown and we have to wait? No, I'm happy to break that here. Uh, so it was new moon written by Daniel Summerbell. Um, that is the story where in the skies above Salazar, a new moon appears. And when the sirens sound, the That's local good. yeomanry drop their tasks and hurry to defend their village. But from what? Okay. So that's, so he wrote a short story and then you and a couple other people are adapting it into an audio drama or he was expected to write it as if it were already an audio drama. Because they're, they're very different things. The, the script of an audio drama versus just a short story or fanfic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Daniel Simmerville has submitted New Moon, and out of all of the entries, we decided this one for adaptation. So he submitted a piece of short fiction, and we are adapting it. Very cool. And, and who's doing the adaptation? Is it you, or is it the Black Library guy? Actually, the Black Library guy is, uh, he had only submitted it, uh, only, you know, <laughs> he had submitted a piece of uh, short fiction that is included on the, the site. But um, the adaptation is being done by myself. Uh, we do have another writer on the, um, on the team. His name is Stephen Rhodes. He's a narrative designer and writer. He's worked on Gods and Monsters, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Wrath and Glory, the, the 40K um, RPG, and Witcher 3. And so he's helping with the adaptation as well. Oh, that's... That's, that's a lot of big titles. That, those are some massive titles. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So out of all of it's, this... What, sorry, go, go on, Colin. Oh no! Just it, it's keeping us busy, and we've got a lot of great stuff on on the go, and we're just trying to keep that that standard of quality that people have come to expect. Uh, and yeah. we do have two short fiction submission uh, windows open right now, so I'll, we have one voice acting audio drama. You know, you can audition for that, or if you have a story, you can either enter the short fiction or the uh, fiction anthology, uh, which we're accepting submissions for. Nice. So, out of everything that you've done over there. What has been the most enjoyable part for you? Um, I think cutting together the audio and when it works. When when you have two uh, two actors or an actor and actress who um, have delivered their lines completely in isolation, we don't record them live on Discord. It's not like a, a real play session. Um, sure. When you know, people record them separately and then you splice them together and they're matching the exact tone, the exact moment, and their acting instincts are spot on. That sure. is so feeling to be like, it, it just gels and you're like these people from millions of miles away and you're bringing them together to tell the story. It's, it's a very empowering feeling. Yeah, no, that, that is crazy that like, yeah, you don't even like do discord voice car calls to practice with each other. It's just all in isolation. That's yeah. Wild. And they build the characters themselves and, and they put that character and history into their voices. And, and that's what you're looking for. Like in the auditions is, you know, has this person, captured the essence of what this character is 
and have they expressed it in these three lines that I gave them. It's very <laughs> challenging to try and build a, a character that can convey all this emotion in ultimately very few lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and to really know your audience, know the person that you're speaking to as the character and trying to anticipate what they're going to say. What is the tone they are going to take? I think a lot of that is baked into the script, but when you, you have people who are fans of 40k and they audition, like we've had a couple of people who are like, yeah, my I do funny voices. My wife thought I should just, you know, give it a shot. And it's a little like self-deprecating. And then you're like, dude, we all paint miniatures that are small scale. Like there is nothing nerdy here. We're doing voices of ancient aliens and stuff. So there's been that. There's been some people who are actually, you know, performers who grew up with Warhammer and this is their way of coming back to it. That has been super entertaining to be like, we got our, we got our, you know, our claws into them. We're, we're dragging them back. You know, if, if you hear of the term starving artist, just wait till you're into 40k. Now you're going to be broke as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always one of my favorite parts about 40k. Is just there's a part in the hobby for everyone. Like it's not just us building miniatures. Like yeah, it's also books or what you're doing. Or there's so many different there's, aspects. There's of video games, yeah. comics, movies, TV shows. Nows. Yeah. No, it's. It's very cool that you're you're fulfilling almost even another aspect of 40k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 40k can be can be other things than painting, than tabletop games, than books. It can be a a a, a place where people can come together and engage in the arts. You know, it, it's it's kind of weird to say that out loud because it's like, what are we doing? We're doing Fan fiction. And fan fiction usually does get a bad rap. But if you look at the quality of the writing that we've collected here, I think that we can actually argue that, you know, we can we can throw off those shackles and say, you know, fiction is just fiction. There's other yeah. authors in the world, Stephen King, Neil Gaiman, who've written fan fiction, been published for things like Cthulhu Mythos stories, and people yeah. just ravenously gobble them up. You know, how is this different? You know, you're there's a there's a story that you love, and this is our response to that that people can engage in because people just want to be a part of the 40k universe. Not physically living in it that would be horrifying but they want to engage in this is just another way yeah yeah it was it was interesting so the astartes uh part five came out a couple weeks ago or whatever and people are like oh i really hope gw like hires that guy i'm like i kind of just hope he doesn't get hired like he builds his mm -hmm. own patreon gets super popular where he can content continue to do his his fan fiction like if he gets involved with GW, you know, they'll get their sticky little fingers into what he's doing. And it's not going to be as good, I don't think. Well, it'll be different. It will be a different thing. It will be different. And, it will not be his. And it, it, and the same it thing goes, goes for you. Everything. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, like, no offense, but I, I hope you don't work for GW ever. I hope your fans, your listeners will contribute to what you're doing. And that way it can stay pure to like what you originally intended for. Because yeah, fan fiction... You don't have to work for GW to be a good writer or to be a good painter or to do any of these things good. Well, there, there's a market share, you know, like the, the reason why many models or books come out is to fill a gap. And I think that there is, there's no hesitation, you know, Games Workshop has been releasing more things to fill that gap, like, you know, with Zotes. Who asked for Zotes to come back to 40K? That's very, uh, very vocal. A very vocal small minority, I'm sure, but and people who deserve to have that model. Don't get me wrong, but I think that with what we're doing, we can explore different characters that you would never see in the tabletop. You might see in the fiction, like to have a chef who is brutal going down this ladder. It's like if Gordon Ramsay fell to Slanesh. You know, it's like how <laughs> did that come about? Like. You get to now explore that chaos long marketing or model development, and you can just experiment. And that's what this is. It's just an experiment. Hmm. That's pretty wild. So, Mark, have you listened to the, the recent uh, dramas? And, and Eric, have you read any of the stories? Uh, I have not yet. Um, all I've done on your website is your auditions it's i've been stuck on that page for a couple of days now every, every like <laughs> every day I, like, I take a look and i run through it again in my head and i'm just i'm trying to get in the space before i record it but uh, i have no intention of going 
sorry, repeat again, Colin. You're just you're just like you know holding a coffee cup, looking wistfully at the monitor while Sarah McLaughlin's "I Will Remember You" is playing in the background. That's right. Everything yeah, yeah. is black. And then and then a single tear just runs down my face. And <laughs> those were those were the good days, right? All been there. <laughs> no, but uh, I have every intention of going and reading those uh, those short ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just flaunt the ability that you can read out there. <laughs> I noticed, uh, Colin, how you asked me if I listened, and if you at, you asked Eric if he read. So <laughs> don't think that went unnoticed. Oh no, that was intentional, one hundred percent. Yeah, like so, I listened to your first three. And I haven't listened to a Cog in Crimson yet. I'm just waiting for that perfect moment. Um, Where it's like a rainy day outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so when I listened to uh, When All Lights Go Out, I was doing a two-hour drive in the middle of the night, and it was raining. And it was just, and I was out in the mountains, and it was just like the perfect listening experience. So I'm waiting for that again to fully appreciate and enjoy. Because um, I think it does like a little bit of an injustice to what you do if you're just you know if it's if you're all, not focusing on it yeah you know if it's just on the background great you can enjoy it but like when you're actually pinned in dialed into what you're doing it just makes it so much more enjoyable absolutely the i think these are meant to be consumed with your full intent your full attention yeah. on them these aren't like like the first time you went and saw like uh endgame the movie right you're not also on your phone exactly. or texting your friend yeah. or doing something your your attention is on it and i think these need to be consumed the same way they're they're meant at, as an auditory medium to create an image in your brain and yeah. if there's other things going on in that moment i think you're taking away what the words are trying to create yeah and like even more so because your stories are so quick and a lot of things happen so if you if you're miss 30 seconds of it that could have been very critical like that could have at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I changed the whole thing, that one line, you know? Absolutely. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts about, you know, with community building, what you guys are doing for, for fans, for creating a place to Hi. collect. <laughs> this is, this is uh, uh, I, I am happy to actually have a niece who also enjoys you know what i'm what i'm working on here oh, so sure. she's come to check it out. um <laughs> for, for you guys though like you know I, I think what we're doing is we're both creating a environment where fans can just engage in 40k and enjoy it together yeah exactly like yeah two different but, mediums but this is it's like a venn di a venn diagram this is where we intersect you know some of us love stories uh, some of us love playing games. Some of us love narrating and, and the creative process. And, and I think there's, I think we said it before, or we definitely did, is that there's a part, there's a place in 40K for everyone. And this is where we intersect, right? Is our creation of community. That's where you and I, like Colin and Lorehammer, right? That's where we intersect. You know, the, the center of that Venn diagram is called like a Rouleau triangle. I don't know why I know that, but Rouleau sounds like some sort of like, <laughs> Uh, Eldari, you know, spell. Um, I was <laughs> but, thinking Fista, but for the stories that we get, like, I would encourage, you know, that there is a, a, a hunger and environment for people who want to, you know, have their lore heard, have their stories heard. And I would encourage yeah. everyone to, you know, over to Lorehammer to hear their stories read and engaged with. And I also love how you guys dissect them as well, you know, talk <laughs> about what you like. You know, hanging on for the sequel, and some of them are just blisteringly funny. Like some of the stuff that you guys get is hysterical. For like, just I, the I love the ones where it's like five hundred words, no, no spacing properly, no periods, no, no punctuation. Commas. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> that's, and I think that's a big difference in yours and ours. Um, like our process is that we don't. Uh, care whether well, I mean, we care, but we will not 
like we don't change anything. We're not looking to edit anything. We're not looking for polished products. We're looking for you know Joe and his drunk buddy to come up with a story of your army and sure we'll share it but what you're doing is just is like hey if you like writing like we can help you take it to the next step you know yeah and that's an interesting thing about you is that you're more than willing to work with people who have great ideas and have these great um beginnings and bones of a story and you're willing to work with them to create something that is polished and producible and i think that's a very interesting step that you've taken yeah, like we've been, um, we're actually bringing on more uh, more members to the team now. So not only, you know, have we had a, a writer, we have our composer. God, I could never forget, you know, Robert, uh, who uh, at Officio Audiorum, he does the music for the uh, for the dramas, which are just spot on, perfect tonally, what we're looking for. Uh, oh, yeah. A great composer. Um, but we've also, you know, we're expanding. We're, we're doing, you know, community outreach in a way we are bringing in uh, editors to help with the submissions just because the volume that we're getting now. Oh yeah. And um, we, we very publicly don't run a Patreon. We want to keep this as a, if you have money and you like what we're doing, we have a list of charities that are located on our site that people can hop on there and support those Um, charities that have great for ourselves as well as, you know, something that's thematically appropriate for the story. Sure. No, that's pretty cool. So all lights go out, orphanage charities, eh? That's how you're doing this? <laughs> kind of on the nose there, isn't it? Or, or are you donating <laughs> to the Catholic Church? Which one of the two? <laughs> well, the ecclesiarchy already has enough money. So <laughs> I would agree with that one. If uh, I know this is kind of putting you on the spot, this question. Um, but you, cause you were asking me like, Oh, like, would, have you ever read the short fictions? And I'm now staring at all your short fictions. Um, and I'm wondering like, not right now, but, uh, if we were to ever read one of these online, like, Oh man, what one would we do? I would murder you and hide the bodies. That makes more sense. You would sue us for everything we have, right? Mm-hmm. No, actually, uh, what it comes down to is actually the we, we do have arrangements with the the authors to because everything that's posted on the the site we're not done with it yet. Just because one uh-huh. was chosen for cinema adaptation at one point doesn't mean we will not return to the other stories. Um, sure. And as we're expanding the team, it's something that we're looking at doing is actually increasing our output to release more dramas. And one befits the other you know one benefit you know if you have a short story laying around and that's incredible content why would you not want to go and give it that excellent 40k polish to listen to yeah no that definitely yeah so how big of a of a team are you guys working with now so right now uh composer we're working on uh, the recruitment of the editors just expanding that uh we have a writer uh script doctor and um we're looking at uh, getting some community uh, outreach as well just in engaging the amount of uh, contact that we receive, asking a lot of questions about, you know, what audio setup do I require? Um, you know, trying to, to talk to with a lot of people who are either new to voice acting or maybe they're veterans. Like um, some of the talent that we've had come in for the, the audio dramas has just been unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. We've had people who've worked on um, in the Mass Effect series and you just kind of go, why us? You know, wh- why choose this? But I think it's a credit to 40K is just an incredibly rich and satisfying setting to play in as a sandbox. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for getting kind of what you need for bare bones audio equipment, like do you have a rough estimate of the cost of that? Like if somebody's just starting from scratch and they want to try to get involved, they want to start sending you stuff, how much are they going to kind of need? What are they going to need? Bare bones at the at the bottom level, if you're using a USB kind of setup, you could do it for under $175 Canadian. If you want to have kind of a, a mid-range setup, uh, you're probably looking at 250 to 300 to be fair, if we're talking about people who like 40k, <laughs> congratulations! You just bought yourself, you know, one of the year-end uh, battle boxes and, uh, <laughs> and start collecting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that that's very doable. Like, yeah, we get a bunch of questions on the equipment we use too. It's like people think, oh yeah, I need this blue Yeti five hundred dollar microphone. It's like, eh, sure. You can, yeah. If that's what you're willing necessary. to spend, but yeah, yeah, like you can get good output for under two hundred bucks for sure. Yeah, 
more than capable Absolutely. of handling what you want. Yeah. I find that it's actually the environment and I, I am no, I'm no winner at this. You can no doubt uh, isolate the sound of my dog running around in the other room <laughs> and, uh, and the amount of people in my house. But um, I think that it, it, a lot of it depends on the environment that you're in. Um, oh yeah. So, you, absolutely you know, what, need to hang a Batman blanket on your wall. Yeah. Yep, do it. Just go right ahead and don't even be silly about it. You know, sit over top of your microphone, drape a blanket over your head, look like you're, you know, a monk from uh, the ecclesiarchy and just perform. Like just and, and also more than anything else, have fun with it. Like chew the scenery, take risks, make weird choices. Cause those are the ones that get our attention. <laughs> those are the ones that we're like, okay, how can we develop this into a character? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. So have you uh so you wrote the first three stories. Did anyone help you write the first three or is that was all just kind of in your head and then kind of maybe you had somebody editing or? Um, so I did actually the first four. Cogging Crimson was the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, the yeah, Gene yeah. story, However Small, However Hidden, Stephen Rhodes um, is a uh, co-writer on that. Um, our sixth one, Agtril, the counterfeit blade, that's me again. But we have um, New Moon, Daniel Summerbell, working with him on the adaptation for that. And we have actually um, some other uh, writers who are potentially in good places in the industry uh, chatting with us to, to do some, uh, some development. So yeah. we'll see how so those do you, go. Do you see yourself taking more of like a, um, a production director role with this and less of like a, um, a contributor as it like goes on and as you get more writers and more actors and everything? I actually never consider myself a writer. Um, or really even a director. I consider myself a producer who got really bored of really crap audio adaptations on YouTube um, sure. and want to kind of do something of a, of a higher quality. So, I mean, I, I will always be involved in the actual editing and, and cutting of the audio dramas. That's something I'm very passionate about and I don't want to walk yeah. away from. Um, I consider the stories to be something that I always want to collaborate in on. And I'm one of the judges for the fast fiction collection. And I will be working very closely on editors as we get new submissions at the end of this window. But um, I'm always eager to have other voices come in and yeah. I would like to have people, you know, write stories that are, that they are passionate about that fulfill the setting. And it's something that we can both share in an appreciation together. Yeah. So as much as you like to say, though, that you're not a writer, you are a good writer. You're a good storyteller. Do you have like tips or tricks? Like, have you taken any online writing courses or what? what's your advice to people? The only online writing course that I took was a, uh, a, a master's degree uh, for my university. <laughs> I would do uh, it. That's, you know, and, and those aren't cheap. Um, and, but I, I do think that I got a lot out of out of that from just understanding your audience. Um, my, uh, my professional career is in communications. And so when I think about what I learned about audience, audience expectation, how you talk to people, that's where a lot of my storytelling ideas, you know, uh, uh, come from. If we were to pick a, a writer who has had a significant influence, um, for me, it would be Chuck Palahniuk, um, Choke, Fight Club. In terms of writing style, um, I do really gravitate to his style of writing, which actually the grittiness of it fits very well for 40k. Um, I don't typically go as dark in some of the descriptions, but as these stories are continuing to go on, I find that I'm, they are getting a little bit more grim weird than grim dark. And I think that Astarte has actually fulfilled that same thing with the, uh, the, the orbs at the end of the uh, story, spoiler warning, you'll find out what's in them. Um, or you won't. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> so, I know. Um, yeah, I know. I'm a little intrigued. Have yeah. you have you actually gotten in touch with the Astartes guy? Oh, uh, we'll talk another time. Oh my god! All right, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can we can bottle that one up. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to message him. I never did. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, that aside, um, yeah, so your stories are, I, I think your stories are exploring other things. And maybe maybe the weird vibe you're getting out of is that you're done just 
seeing people die. Yeah. Right. You're done. You're done exploring like how horrible life is. And now you're wondering, well, how crazy is life in 40K? Like we already know the dangers of living in 40K. But what about the weird oddities about living in 40K? Like the warp is a very real presence. Like what happens if all of a sudden uh, there's no reason, but all the water recedes on your planet for three days? And comes back. As and, blood, though, obviously. Right, well, or whatever, but that's the weird part about 40K. Yeah. Like, there's not necessarily death and destruction in that, but the action in itself is something that is a weird happening in the universe. And, and I like that your stories can focus more on just the what-ifs in 40K as opposed to, well, now everybody dies because <laughs> bolt guns. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I also look at this in terms of cycles, though, because 40k is w- very well divided into Imperium, Xenos, and Chaos. And the first four stories are Imperial. Um, we have some other stories coming up, like the Dauntless Will and New Moon, which are still Imperial, but if you look at what I'm working on, what I'm writing, we're kind of moving out of the Imperial tone. We're starting to go into Xenos. And I will tell you, when we finally do loop back around and we get to Chaos... There is some gritty shit. There is some very painful stuff that we've we've got waiting in the the rafters that we've talked about. Um, that I, I think that if the if the climax of the Echo of Satellite sixty six B and what you hear kind of gave you the willies, uh, I think that we're gonna we're gonna one up that uh, later on in the year. Well, it definitely did do it for me when I first read or heard Satellite 66B. Like that got me going immediately. So I'm only excited to see what's coming next. No, we're, we're, we're very excited with some of the, the talent that uh, we've been able to attract and um, just want to keep telling good stories that fill out this niche that we're, you know, that we're looking at. And let's be fair, audio dramas in 40K is already a niche within a niche. Um, but I'm I'm always amazed at the amount of people that come out like for the voice acting casting call like has been ridiculous yeah so uh, if you're looking forward to writing one Xenos or telling a story of one Xenos faction or something like that which one intrigues you the most what one kind of has the most story opportunities just right off the bat in your mind Eldar and it's coming out oh that's the you know yeah. Um, the what you can do with I'll just say the two things that intrigued me that were kind of the hooks were number one the Eldar's mythology which I view as more of a Greek pantheon of how the ancient Greeks viewed their gods how the Eldar can come to revere them in 40k now that they've been dead for such a long time or they are in these weird hidden states yeah. the other thing about that is what makes Necron scary and phasing technology is perfect for an audio drama format as well because of what you can do with just that shifting uncomfortability and things popping out of nowhere. It it can make for a very action packed, but also tense, like, Oh my God, you know, it can, it's coming out of the walls, you know, it's coming out of the floors. It's coming through that guy. And then (laughs) there's a lot of great opportunity you can do from storytelling that I hadn't really seen a lot of that phasing used to horror, uh, which is something that we're going to be exploring. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind Eldar. Definitely have a lot of possibilities there. If if it was my choice, it was either going to be Eldar or Tau. Tau can be good. Yeah, but I, I do, like, I think Necron Perspective, Tyranid, Orc, none of those are going to be as as depthy of a yeah. audio drama or history yeah. as the Eldar or the Tau. Yeah, and even the Tau, it's like they just bring a lot of stuff. So it's not even necessarily Tau. It's more just how they interact with all their client races. But yeah, Eldar, very cool, man. Very, very cool. And I would love to hear what people, what sort of stories they want to hear. You know, hopping on over to either any of the socials or, or sending an email being like, this is what I want. You know, <laughs> shout it out. Uh, I, I would love to hear what Marine stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I am, but you know, there there are still good space marine stories. But you know, how how do we tell one that's uniquely kind of painted with the cold open stories brush? That it is, it's more intimate. It's more about the characters in a quiet place on a journey, or 
again, it's called cold open. We usually throw them into battle very, very quickly. Um, but what can we do that's interesting with it? I mean, one of my favorite sequences that we ever did was in um, Cog and Crimson, where we have a effectively dropships trying to escape and it just continues to escalate and get worse and worse as they're trying to get away. And the audio design we did for that was just, you know, like insert, you know, ratatouille hand gestures. It was so fun um, to do that. And it's an Imperial story. I mean, like there could be something space Marines that we can do. Um, Sure. But yeah, I just would would love to hear. And, And people can either do this through just sending us a message or I would actually encourage them to to flesh out their story, either submit it in the fast fiction contest, 1,000 words, one month, one winner, or um, develop it into a longer short fiction and submit it for our uh, seasonal anthology. Sure, sure. Well, I might have to submit something. <laughs> I think you should. I mean, you really, you know, credit where credit's due, Eric. I, I really enjoyed your, uh, your Necron story. Uh, so, um, you know. Eric just gave me the finger in a very hostile manner. <laughs> Hurt feelings all of a sudden. No, very, very Harsh. cool. It, it, it's really cool to hear what you're doing with the hobby, especially all the all the new things that are coming out. Like I've, I I keep a little bit of a tab on cold open stories, but it's mainly just through like seeing what you're updating in your social networks or checking your website every once in a while, but. Like I, I've, I haven't even texted you in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen you at like our game days in a while. So <laughs> it's cool to connect and hear, you know, from the donkey's mouth exactly what's happening. What did you call me? No, I uh, I, I recognize that this work takes a lot of effort um, and a lot of people uh, to get involved. Like we look at our acting cast, and some of them. I always tell myself, I'm going to just write a smaller, more intimate story. Bam, twelve people. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Um, but I'm just really happy that we're doing this it's all produced by fans yeah no that is awesome so you've told us the good now tell us the bad what is the number one thing you you dislike about cold open stories Uh, the amount of work that is required to put one of these things out Mark it (laughs) is a labor it is is a long labor how long do you think it took you to do um, let's do your second story because then you kind of had the basics of how to do things. How long did it take you to do your second story? How many hours? That's a, that's because uh, Echo, Echo took about a month for writing and then two weeks for editing. March for Mars took about three weeks for everything. And it's only when I got to um, our sister's story that that was yeah, probably yeah. about six yeah, the, to eight all the weeks. Because that one, the acting, it felt like it was taken up to another level. Oh, yeah. On that one. Oh, God, yes. Like, the, the talent that we got for for Lights, and and again, I think that that's demonstrated with the, the nominations that we received at the, the awards. Um, Cog is the one that's taken the most time. Also, because what we did is we tried something different. We tried seri- serializing it and producing it, you know, s- develop, release, you know, develop, release, develop, release, develop, release. And that just takes a lot more time and effort to keep things together. So what we're doing now is we are just developing the whole thing up front and then we will drip the content out just because the the amount of work required to reconvene everyone back and forth between episodes can be a little uh, intensive. yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Wild. Okay, so which one has been your favorite story so far? Um, I think for the satisfaction of it being done, uh, I think that lights was just such a, a step up that it, it, it it's always going to emotionally mean a lot to me. Sure. I mean, the one that I'm most proud of from a technical level is cog, but lights just was, you know, the, the talent that we were working with, the sound design, like the, the, the song that Robert, uh, has for the, uh, final, you know, martyrdom-esque thing that is going to not be spoiled, but, you know, I'm hinting at it. I know you two actually even had an argument about the ending, so, you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah, we don't I, argue ever. <laughs> I, I think that it's just been... Lights will always have a, a soft spot in my heart, but everyone yeah. has been a favorite for something different. Echo was proving, you know, proving it could be done. 
March yeah. was, we did it without internal narration. Lights was just the emotional core that the story had as someone who grew up in an orphanage and, you know, was adapted into a military regime of, of cultists. It, be, it really meant a lot to me. Having a similar upbringing, of yes, course. Being, being uh, inducted into a religious regime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, 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 the drugs and the combat stimulants that I was given at a young age <laughs> made it very easy to identify with the characters and how they were becoming part of this new order of sisters that were being founded. It, it, it just, it means so much. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is and, there anything? Another, sorry, what? Lights uh, end of this year. Um, we are doing, this is a new thing as well. We're going to be doing a sequel. We're going to see how that works. So oh, when all that. lights have a sequel called The Dauntless Will. And if Lights was about this novice group of sisters in M36, kind of as the beginning of the, the order is, is being founded. Um, we are getting a canoness who is fully in, knows all of her, her badass tricks. And her way of, of engaging in the story is, how badass does she need to be to become an inquisitor? And that's the story that's going to sink into um, the, the adventures of Ardell Main and uh, uh, the sisters. Oh, very interesting. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want to share uh, on here before we wrap things up, Colin? Just again, thank you guys for for being good friends and for you know helping support this and uh, doing doing voices in the very uh, first episode. Uh, yeah, no, Mark we will that honor. Both me and Eric have been on a cold open story. That's so. right. That is delightful. Remember us when you're famous, Colin. Yeah. You you have written credits. I mean, there is an IMDb uh, for uh, Echo of Satellite 66B. So, you know, congratulations <laughs> on on being uh, published actors or accomplished actors. <laughs> That's going on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, if, if people want to engage in the fast fiction contest, the short fiction anthology, or audition for any of the audio dramas, they can just hop on to coldopenstories.com. Very, very cool. Uh, we will make sure that people know where to go when they want to. Um, thanks for coming on, Colin. Yeah, I th- it's been a long time. Uh, thank you for having me back, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in person once uh, you know once the the world allows. Yeah, I think we're kind of roughly planning to have you on the next episode for the Mechanicum. We've talked about it. We haven't mm-hmm. said it today, but we have mentioned yep. it. So, uh, Colin, yeah, we'll be real soon. You've been clamoring for my triumphant return. The uh, the myths and legends of my death have been greatly exaggerated. I will be back for the Mechanicus episode. Yeah, perfect. And hopefully we get you in studio then, too. Can I get a commitment? Can I get a verbal commitment? <laughs> right now. Right now. Quick to the modem oh, okay. sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well... Uh, thank you for joining us, Colin. Thank you, uh, listeners, for joining us for another Lorehammer Lockdown episode. We hope your guys' uh, self-isolation or quarantine, or maybe if you're not doing either of those, sure, maybe just your life. Maybe it's going okay right now. But yeah. uh, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to check out our Discord um, we've got a paint contest running right now for all yep. of our Patreons, yep. which is pretty awesome. Um, and I guess uh, we'll see you next episode see you later guys bye everybody At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.